episode two, two, three. Late night internet marketing. This week on the late night internet marketing podcast, I'm going to tell you exactly how I sold $50,000 worth of merchandise on Facebook Marketplace, exactly how you can do it, and the exact steps that you need to take to start your own Facebook Marketplace dropshipping business today. All this and more on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. The Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. You've been working for somebody else, but you want a business to run yourself. You want to know how to start, where to begin. Can you get out your comfort zone, my friend? Yes, you can do it right when it's late at night. Broadcasting late at night from a little studio in the big state of Texas, your host, Mark Mason. Hey, 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 how is everyone doing? I am your host, Mark Mason, from the little studio in Dallas, Texas, and I hope you're having a spectacular holiday season. We've got it all cranked up around here. The Christmas shopping is done. The tree is up. I'm eating a bunch of stuff that I probably shouldn't be eating. The lights are on the outside of the house. We've been to a Christmas party or two. It's just great. I'm enjoying that this season very much. And I hope wherever you are in the world, whatever your holiday practices are around celebrating this time of year, I hope you too are having an absolutely fantastic time doing the things that you do during the end of the year season what we call here in my house in the little studio in Dallas, the Christmas season. Kids are going to be out of school soon. We've got lots of fun stuff planned. It's just really a great time of year here. And lately, of course, I've been focusing on getting more content out. And I have to tell you, it has reminded me of when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I grew up in Houston, Texas. And in Houston, it's warm and humid And plants grow really well there, including grass. Grass grows really well there. And in my particular neck of the woods, which is actually on the edge of the great piney woods of Texas, we had this beautiful shaded lot with an incredibly healthy patch of St. Augustine grass. That's the kind of grass that we had. And it's great for taking a blade of grass between your two thumbs and blowing to whistle. I can still do that. It's kind of an amazing thing that you do when you're a kid in Houston, Texas. And this grass grows really fast. It needs to be mowed at least once a week. There's a lot of rain in the Houston area, so the grass just thrives. The St. Augustine grass is very hardy and robust and usually is this deep, rich, beautiful green. The problem is when you're a kid of my ilk and you're kind of middle-class kid, you mow your own grass. And that was my responsibility when I was growing up. I had to mow my grass and my dad, who was a guy, he's a do what you say you're going to do sort of guy. If it's your responsibility to mow the grass and you commit to mowing the grass, dad expects that when he leaves for work and you tell him you're going to mow the grass, when he gets home, he expects the grass 
to bemoan. And that's just what's expected because when you live in the house with my dad back then, you did what you said you were going to do. So I can remember dragging out of bed, trying to mow this grass before it got too hot in Houston because in Houston, the heat can be really oppressive. And especially at the beginning of the season, trying to get this old lawnmower to start. And I, especially when it hadn't been run for a while, I distinctly remember how difficult it was to get the lawnmower to start and having to pull that string as hard as I possibly could. Of course, I was 12 years old or whatever, so maybe I weighed 100 pounds trying to pull this string and start this lawnmower. I didn't know much about two-cycle engines as a 12-year-old, so there wasn't a lot of maintenance that I could do to make the lawnmower start more readily. I just had to pull the string until the thing started. And sometimes I might need to pull the string 10 or 20 times. I might even need to pull it, take a rest, and then come back and pull it some more before I finally got this old lawnmower to start. And I have to tell you, this is exactly how I feel about restarting the content engine here at Late Night Internet Marketing. So I just want to encourage you, if you're fighting through your own battles around restarting a part of your business or just getting something going, Sometimes you have to pull that string more than you expect to or more than you would like to. But eventually, almost always, that lawnmower is going to start. And so will that thing that you're trying to get going in your business. So I hope that you have a similar experience that you can draw on like me and my lawnmower, knowing that eventually I'm going to keep pulling this content string and the lawnmower is going to start. And today, the lawnmower started. And today, we're going to talk about, <laughs> we're going to talk about Facebook Marketplace dropshipping. It's time to get to work building your internet business. One night Okay, so you probably remember back in, let's say, February of 2021, I made a decision to work with my 14-year-old son. We're going to start a Facebook marketplace dropshipping business and see what we could do. And we liked it because we were going to do retail dropshipping, so we didn't need any special tax permits. We didn't need a lot of capital to invest. We didn't need really anything special except a Facebook account. And I already had a seasoned Facebook account. So we said, what the heck, let's start this and see what happens. People are killing it doing this. And what were we able to do? Well, between February, when we started in in really October, when we finally decided we wanted to go move on and do other things, we were able to generate over $50,000 in revenue shipping products on Facebook Marketplace. In generating that revenue, we spent $35,000 roughly on the cost of goods sold. The things we bought to sell, we spent $35,000. We sold $50,000 worth of stuff. So the gross profit on that business ended up being about $15,000. That's 30%. Of course, we didn't get to keep all of that. We had other expenses. We had some help from a VA and software costs and so forth. Our net profit ended up being right around 20%. So in big, in rough numbers, we, we sold $50,000 worth of merchandise on Facebook Marketplace. 
and we were able to keep $10,000 free and clear profit before income tax, of course. So that's a pretty good deal. 20% profit margin is not bad, especially for a completely unoptimized business like Facebook Marketplace dropshipping. We didn't do anything special to negotiate any special pricing. We didn't make any special deals with wholesale distributors. We didn't do any special work to optimize prices, to maximize profit. We just put stuff on there and sold it, and we made 20% return on that investment. That's a good deal. And I, I tell you about this because if you're looking for an easy extra income stream to start up, I think this is something that you can consider starting. And I want to tell you exactly how I did it. Now, full disclaimer, I'm not going to make any, I'm not making any claims from a Federal Trade Commission standpoint of any income that you might make or could make or should make. Everything that you do is at your own risk, okay? I'm just telling you what happened to me, and I think it was really cool, and you can do with that information what you want. Okay, now with that legal stuff out of the way, let's talk about what we actually did. And in order to understand what we did, I want to remind you what dropshipping is in this context. So in Facebook, there is this part of Facebook called Facebook Marketplace. This is different from Facebook Shops. Facebook Marketplace is the little area in Facebook where you can go and see where people are selling things and usually they're things out of their garage. And I say usually, that's changing. Let's say previously, this was completely stuff that people were selling that they had an extra something around the house and they wanted to sell it in their neighborhood. And what's changed is that recently, in the last couple of years, Facebook has added a shipping option to Facebook Marketplace. So now there is an opportunity for you to list something for sale and show that to everyone in your country, in my case, the United States. And if they buy it, you can ship it to them. And Facebook supports all of that ship tracking and all that other stuff that goes with selling stuff online. So that's really cool. So how do you use this in terms of drop shipping? Drop shipping is when someone buys something from you that you don't even have and you take the money that they pay you and you use that money to buy that item and send that directly from the supplier to the customer and you keep the difference as profit. So let's say someone buys a $50 jigsaw puzzle and you that you listed on Facebook Marketplace, you're able to buy that jigsaw puzzle for $30. You do that instead of having it shipped to your house. You have the supplier ship it directly to the customer who paid 50 and you keep 20. That's the idea of drop shipping. And that's exactly how it's done on Facebook Marketplace. So in our case, what we did was we went to eBay and we identified top selling items from number one ranked suppliers or suppliers with a very high percentage of positive feedback. On eBay, if you go and click on a supplier, you will find that they have a ranking percentage of positive feedback. And so if we found someone with higher than 97% positive feedback, we considered them to be a good supplier. And if they had higher than 99% positive feedback, 
We considered them to be a great supplier. And by the way, the number of feedback that they had, the cases of feedback needed to be in the thousands. So if we could find someone like that where thousands of people had left positive feedback on eBay, we considered that to be a good supplier. eBay also has this thing called Top Rated Plus, where if a supplier is a really good supplier, according to eBay, they have the Top Rated Plus star. That's another bonus. Another thing that we're looking for is to make sure they had a reasonable return policy. Free returns is great. Returns where you have to pay shipping to get the return back is less great, but acceptable in many cases. And we also wanted to make sure that we understood what their shipping policy was. Most suppliers on eBay, the big ones, they just offer free shipping. And so that was really easy. So what we would simply do is we would identify a popular item that was selling on eBay. So for example, I see right now looking on eBay that there is a candle making kit for sale. And the candle making kit, you make candles with soy wax and it comes with 16 color dyes, a thermometer, tins for melting the wax and a melting pot, and you can make your own candles. How do I know this is popular? eBay tells me that they've sold 119 of these items in the last 24 hours. Obviously, this thing is going crazy. And it sells in the United States for $49.99. And they've already sold 1,030 of them, according to eBay. Okay, so this is a really good item, it looks to me, from a from the standpoint of whether or not people like it. And in fact, it's even got some product ratings in it. The product ratings, there's only nine of them, because who comes back to eBay to leave a product rating? I've never done that. But the product ratings that are there, there are nine of them as four and a half stars. So this looks like exactly the kind of item that we would list. And I'll put a picture of this item in the show notes so you can see what I'm talking about at late night, forward slash two, two, three. So I just found this item at random on eBay. There is a, a Chrome plugin that you can use to find popular items called eBay popularity sort. And I will leave a link to that in the show notes as well. But you can find the most popular items on eBay. We would take this an item like this and just list it for sale in Facebook Marketplace. We'd use the images that are being used on the listing on eBay. We'd upload them to Facebook. We'd use the description or some sometimes edited version of it because sometimes the descriptions on eBay are very long or their English is not so great. We would have a simplified description of the item on Facebook Marketplace where we just described what it is. And basically it's a candle making kit. It comes with written, well-written instructions that helps every beginner make handmade candles at home with ease and safety. So this is straight out of the listing. We would put these kind of words on the Facebook listing. I would use exactly the same product title as was being used on eBay because oftentimes people, successful eBay sellers are very good at using keyword rich titles that would search well on eBay. 
making the assumption that I, they would search well on Facebook Marketplace. So we would take this listing, we'd find this item without much thought at all. Okay, I'm, It's not like I agonized over whether or not to sell this item. I would find the item without much thought at all and using a program called Z-Drop, Z-E-E-D-R-O-P, which is also a plugin for Chrome, I would list the item over on Facebook Marketplace. Very simple. No thought to this at all, really. If it looked like it might sell, I would list it and see if it would sell. Because at this time, still true today, it doesn't cost anything to list something on Facebook Marketplace. Understand at this point, you're not buying this product. You have no money out of pocket. You're not paying to list it on Facebook Marketplace. All that's happening is you're spending your time, which admittedly has value, to list an item on Facebook Marketplace, but using this program called Z-Drop, Z-E-E-D-R-O-P, you can do that very quickly. So I did. And we did that approximately a thousand times. We listed approximately over time at a rate of about 20 per week over the lifetime of this project. We listed approximately a thousand products on Facebook Marketplace. So what happens? You list this thing and it sells. Facebook Marketplace sends you a notification says, "Hey Mark, you sold a candle making kit on Facebook Marketplace for whatever price you listed it for. You take that money and you buy the thing and ship it to buy the candle making kit and you ship it to the person who bought it and you're done. That's it. And you keep the difference. Now, a couple of things. How do you price it? For us, we simply priced everything 1.4 times the price on eBay. So if we saw something on eBay, in this case for $49.99, let's call that $50, we would take 50 times 1.4. And for those of you that like to do math at home, that's 70 bucks. We would post that on Facebook Marketplace for $70. Now, usually, I would, for a price like $70, I would round the price down to $69 because that looks so much better visually. And in the case, in the case of this kind of item where my shipping was free, I would always offer free shipping on Facebook Marketplace. Even when the shipping wasn't free, I would build the cost of the shipping into the price of the product and I would offer free shipping on Facebook Marketplace. That's just the way that we did it. There's two schools of thought here. You can offer a really, really low price to get people to look and have a pretty high shipping so that your total price is what you want it to be. Or you can say, here is my price and you should buy it because the shipping is free today. We always went with that, with free shipping. So every product, every listing that we have, it starts off free shipping in the United States because we offered free shipping on absolutely everything. The other thing I really like about free shipping, by the way, is if it's a little slow, it manages the expectation of shipping because you're not going to ship as fast as Amazon, which is what people have become accustomed to. But since your shipping is free, it's free standard shipping. And so I think people in general have a little bit more relaxed expectation on free shipping as opposed to shipping that they explicitly paid for. If you charge someone $10 for shipping, 
they may have a higher expectation than something that you ship for free. So in the case of this candle wax kit, we would list it for $69 on, on Facebook marketplace and we'd sell it. We'd get the $69. Actually, we'll talk about when you get the $69, but we'd sell it. $69 at this point would be promised to us. On the day that we sold it, or maybe 24 hours later, we'd come to eBay and we would buy this for $49.99 and we plus tax, by the way, and we would ship it directly to the person who bought it. And our cost for this item would be $49.99 plus the tax, which is a function of where the person lives. If they live in Texas, the tax is going to be about 8%. If they live in California, the tax is going to be closer to 10%. Shipping is free, so there's no cost there. And then Facebook charges a 5% commission on the amount of the sale. So they would charge 5% of $69, which is approximately $3.50. So $3.50 of Facebook marketplace fees, a few dollars of tax. And in the end, we'd end up keeping about 20% of the list price. So on that $70, we'd make somewhere between $10 and $15 on that sale. We'd keep that in our pocket. So how do you get paid and how does the money work? Well, as I mentioned we would buy the item as soon as we got the order. Now, the way Facebook works is they pay you once they see that the item has been delivered. So someone orders the item on Facebook, then you order it on eBay. Eventually, you get a ship tracking number. So two or three days have gone by. You use your own money to order it on eBay. In my case, we used a business credit card that paid a cashback amount. So we would make a little money there to help with our margins. We would ship that item directly to the customer and get a ship tracking number. We would enter that ship tracking number into Facebook Marketplace. That would notify Facebook and Facebook's customer, the person who's getting the candle making kit, that the item was on the way. Once the item reached the customer, then the ship tracking number would show that it had been delivered and Facebook would release their money to us. On average, my experience was that meant my money was tied up for about 20 days. And that's really convenient because typically you can use a credit card to essentially borrow money for 30 days. If you pay your credit card off every month, every 30 days, then you don't pay any interest on those charges. So we would very simply buy everything on this business credit card get our 2% cash back, and then we would pay that balance off every month with the proceeds that we got back from Facebook so that we didn't accumulate any interest. It's really important that you don't accumulate any interest because interest will either cut in significantly or completely wipe out your profits depending on what your interest rate is on your credit card and what your profits look like. So it's really important that you manage your cash flow in a business like this. You say, well, Mark, I don't have a credit card that I can use for that. That's no problem. Start with what you have. If you have $100 to spend, you sell $100 worth of product. When you spend all your money, you wait until you get your money back. And then you maybe now you have $120. You do it again with $120. Now you have 
maybe 150, 200, 500. You just build this business up like this by reinvesting your profits. If you've got a credit card, it makes it much easier because you can start immediately with the amount of money that you have. So that is exactly what we did to build this business. So you say, well, Mark, I, I don't know what to sell. What did you, what did you actually sell? Well, we sold all kinds of things, more things than you might even possibly ever imagine. We listed items completely at random, meaning that the only thing that we paid attention to was whether or not the items were selling well. For example, we sold hundreds of dollars worth of 12-volt water pumps. 130 PSI self-prime diaphragm pump for, I think the sale price on this thing was on the order of $30. We sold almost 100 of those. We sold tons of commercial stainless steel single-handle kitchen faucets. We sold all over 100 magnifying loop jewelry pocket magnifiers. You know, those little things that jewelers use to look at diamonds. We sold a hundred of those probably. We sold a lot of temporary body art tattoos where you wet a tattoo and you stick it on your arm and it makes a temporary like tattoo sleeve on your arm. We sold toys like 24 piece magnetic building block sets. I sold a ton of $10 signs that said this home is protected by the good Lord and a gun. <laughs> Unbelievable. I sold a tremendous number of rechargeable, super bright LED headlamps. And the list goes on and on. Tons of wind chimes, mosquito killing devices, shelving racks, swivel chairs, fireplace pits, rolling massage chairs, all kinds of things that you can possibly imagine. And I didn't pay any attention to what those things were. I never once said I was going to or not going to sell something because of any particular niche that I was in or any kind of market that I was trying to attack. Everything that I did was based on the fact that the item was selling already on eBay. And I never worried about pricing unless the price changed on eBay. If the price was $100 on eBay, I sold it for 140%. If someone else was selling it for 130%, I didn't pay any attention to that. I didn't change prices on Facebook. I sold it for 140% of what it was on eBay. And if the price changed on eBay, I tried to, as best I could, change the price on Facebook. That's it. Very simple business model. So what would you need to get started with this today? Well, you need a Facebook account. You need access to Facebook Marketplace. So your Facebook account needs to be in good standing. If you've been posting nasty stuff about politics or hate speech or lots of COVID misinformation, your Facebook account may be restricted in some way. And this may not work for you, but if you're a regular person doing regular things on Facebook, you'll have access to Facebook Marketplace and you can start posting things today. And you can literally just simply go and try this out. You can go find two or three items on eBay 
that are selling well and you can post them over on Facebook Marketplace and you can see what happens. And if you sell it, all you have to do is go over to eBay, buy the thing and ship it to the person you sold it to and just see if this works for you. That's how we got started. That's how you can get started. And it's very interesting and fun to do. Now, there are a lot more details around this, how to write the best kind of listing, how to control your inventory and make sure you're alerted on pricing and a thousand other things that you can do to take this kind of business to the next level. And I'm still recommending the course that I have recommended before on the podcast at latenightim.com forward slash Tom. That's T-O-M by a guy named Tom that's probably almost certainly the leading teacher of Facebook marketplace dropshipping on YouTube. There's Tom and there's Paul. Both of those guys are awesome. I happen to use Tom's course and I recommend that at latenightim.com forward slash Tom, T-O-M. So if you're interested in doing this, you can try it. If you're the kind of person who wants to know all the details up front and you'd like a course, the course is very affordable and you can go look at that there and see what you think. Either way, you can get started on this just by uh, searching around on YouTube for Facebook Marketplace dropshipping and just trying it out and see what happens. Again, the barrier to entry is really low. The risk is really low. And I think you'll really enjoy this. Now, as I mentioned before, your mileage may vary. I'm just telling you what worked for me. I'm not guaranteeing that it'll work for you. Whether or not it works for you depends on how hard you work, how lucky you are, how smart you are, how good looking you are, all these things. So I'm not making any income claims for you here, but I will tell you that, you know, this, these numbers that I'm giving you are real. We really did sell all of these items and I was trying to get a list. It looks like to me that we did a thousand seventy four total transactions. I'm not positive of that number, but our average transaction was about uh, $44. And it looks like about, a let's call it 1100 transactions at $44 a transaction. That's about uh, 51, that's about $50,000. It's roughly in there. I haven't double checked all of my spreadsheet formulas, but about 1100 transactions at $44 a shot. So that's what we did. And maybe you can do that too. If this is helpful to you, or if you have questions about this, please feel free to send me some feedback at feedback at late night. I'd love to hear your questions about drop shipping. Maybe there's something about it that's keeping you from trying it, or you're not sure about it. I'd love to hear about that. Maybe we'll make it a topic on the podcast. Certainly I'll answer you directly. Just drop me a line at feedback at late night. And I'd be happy to take care of you there. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd appreciate it. If you'd take a breath and whatever platform you're on, find a like button to smash or share it or give me some feedback or do something to let me know that this is a helpful podcast for you. When you do those kind of things, it really helps the show because all of these players and podcast discovery algorithms rely on user interaction of some sort to help 
decide whether or not they're going to promote the show elsewhere on the program. So every time you hit the like button or leave me a review, whether it's in iTunes or on Stitcher or wherever, that really helps the show. And I really appreciate that very much. So I want to say thank you in advance for doing that. And we'll talk to you next week. Listening to the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Be sure to visit LNIMPodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content, access the show notes, and more. See you there. Until then, go and make some great progress on your internet business one night at a time. One night at a time. Ho, ho, ho. All right. So, man, the holidays are upon us. I'm done with my shopping, which is awesome. I'm shopping for my wife is one of the most fun and challenging things that I do all year long. She has a lot of cool, geeky interests. She's into birds and cameras and a lot of other cool stuff. She likes gadgets. So she's she we have a lot of things in common, which is nice because we're married and all that. But I'm really excited this year because I got her something that she's been wanting for a long time. She has no clue that she's getting it. And I was able to work with a guy I know in town that was able to find exactly what was needed. And so that's really exciting. I think she's going to be really pumped. And that's one of my favorite things is when she opens that thing, usually when we exchange Christmas gifts, we wait until everybody's done. A lot of times it's late on Christmas day, sometimes even the next morning, but usually late at night on Christmas day after the kids are all off doing their own thing. And we just exchange gifts because it's a fun thing for us. It's always been that way. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. I hope your Christmas shopping is done. Christmas was a challenge this year because of supply chain. And, you know, in my day job, supply chain has been a huge big deal this year. And it's certainly been a big deal for Christmas. And I know a lot of people have gifts that are arriving after Christmas now. It's just been really uh, kind of a challenging situation. And it's something that has affected drop shipping a little bit. And we didn't really talk about this too much in the episode. But one of the things that you worry about as a drop shipper is making sure that this 140% markup that you use or whatever markup you choose to use stays consistent even in the face of changing prices. And so in stable economic times, prices don't change very much. And this isn't that big a deal in general, but in times like we're having now where supply becomes constrained, prices tend to rise when there is supply and demand, when products are harder to come by, suppliers need to and have the opportunity to increase the price. And we've heard a lot of discussion also about how shipping costs have increased. Suppliers have been passing that cost along to consumers. So something that used to cost $40, they might sell it on eBay now for $45. And if you're selling it for $55, that's a significant percentage of your profit and something you need to pay attention to. And so in these uncertain economic times, you need repricing software that helps you keep track of that. And so when I talk about the benefits of a course like 
uh, the course from Tom at late night. com forward slash Tom. One of the reasons you consider doing things like that is so you can learn details around how to manage price controls and software for that and so forth. It's way beyond the scope of what we could teach in a podcast. All this to say it's Christmas and I love it. And I love Christmas and I'm excited and I hope you have a great one. Ciao. Late night internet marketing. Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing, actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me in 2007 when I was trying to get started. There were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the Internet And I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain. In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you, or if you know someone who's in a same situation, send them that link late night, forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways, it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like an entire lifetime ago. Again, that's latenightim.com forward slash explain. Late night internet mind.